Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs beat writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, full disclosure, this episode of Locked On Spurs is recorded before the Cavs-Clippers games that the Spurs just had a few days ago. So just keep that in mind as we proceed. What are we talking about today? We're going to look at Josh Primo. Pop pretty much all but said it that Primo is going back or who knows, he may be back in Austin by the time we're listening to this show. Uh, and Primo is already, you know, he's accepted the fact that he's going back down to the G League. Is that a good move or a bad move for the Spurs, considering this is a developmental season? Also, we're going to take a quick look at tonight's game, Spurs Suns. To do that and more, I am joined by Carl Schoening with the San Antonio Sports Star. And, you know, before we get into a little specifics here, Carl, first of all, thank you for coming back to Lockdown Spurs. But historically on Lockdown Spurs, you're kind of OG of the OGs guess because you were on before you joined the star. Now it's, it's weird. It's like two things. You're the OG of the OGs, but then the OG of the star is actually pleasure. He was the first ever to come on as a star rep. Regardless, thanks for coming back. Appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow Carl on Twitter, do that right now. He is at Carl ESPN. Can't miss him. Get that big, bright, smiling face with the city background on his uh, Twitter profile. He's also the producer for uh, R&R in the morning or there at San Antonio Sports Star. And uh, yes, he is a broadcast voice for all platforms. Carl, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back, Jeff. We talk a lot on you know the star every now there and again. And, uh, you know, just occasional pretty much you you are anything that the Spurs do. You you uh, have a, you know, Twitter story about it. So, uh, you know, I, I see all the time all over the place, but it's good to be back because, uh, yeah, I think it was like I can remember I was working at Gold's Gym in 2018 when we last did this. So it's been a while. Yeah, that's a guess. It's it, been a while. Anything between now and I, then? Because like the there was a whole pandemic thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that thing happened. But I like the fact that. um you know, the star and majority of the hosts are really amenable to coming on a locked on Spurs. I think you are one of the few, as far as the star is concerned, of join of the last ones to join. Even Minix joined. Can you believe that, Carl? Minix did a spot here on Locked On Spurs. I believe it. You know, hey, we we see you out there uh, knowing, uh, having a fingertip on the pulse of the Spurs. So, you know, it's always fun to be on these things because you probably know it better than we do, but we enjoy having the conversation nonetheless. Absolutely. All right, uh, Carl, you know, Josh Primo, let's go ahead and dive into it right now. Uh, you know, young, you know, seemingly, you know, budding possible star in the making as the Spurs have given him significant NBA time, you know, all things considered because of the, the COVID hit to the team. Nevertheless, he's taken advantage of it. And he's showing that he has something here. So a lot of Spurs fans are drooling, saying, oh, this is great. He's going to be wearing the San Antonio uniform for the rest of the season. Ah, well, Pop put it all but a stop to that when uh, he recently said to the media that now he's going to go back, that being Primo, or Joshua Primo, as Pop likes to call him, is going back. Um, let's get the uh, general thoughts at first. And, you know, where do you stand on this? Do you think that's a good idea? for young Primo to get back to Austin, or should he just remain with the big team? The key word in there is young. And yeah. I think there's a lot of sports science based into the way the Spurs develop their players that just kind of 
to to the layman, because I'm a layman and I, I kind of understand a little bit of it, it you, you want to make sure you develop the, these guys that are still growing at 19, 20 years old correctly, because there's a lot of parts there that you don't want to damage too early because they get fatigued over a long course of time. Mm-hmm. There's something called epigenetics. You work out, you you know this, so like if you do something enough times, it becomes easier because you've trained your body to essentially create the proteins within it to be able to say, you know, someone sprints for a year, they're, they're creating proteins that work better for sprinters. And if you're someone who uh, plays soccer, for example, or basketball, then you're creating proteins that help you play basketball. So there's, there's a lot of science that goes into playing in a shot clock league uh, 82 times a year at a minimum. <laughs> Expected, right. you know, if you play it every game. I, I, I look at the fact that, the you know, Pop is, you know, you know they're, they're at least the team is going to send him back to Austin. That's going to happen. Uh, Primo, um, he uh, spoke to uh, the media recently. He said that one thing he's going to take from his time in San Antonio back to Austin is just the confidence that he's built. But, you know, Carl, I'm not going to be surprised if he's just, you know, wrecking it when he goes back with the knowledge that he has gained from playing with, you know, Murray uh, for Pop, uh, with Vassell, a, a guy that he's gotten close to as far as you know, he's him looking at him as a mentor. I'm if if he goes out there and, and is just laying waste to the competition, do you think that might force the Spurs hand to say, you know what, Josh, come back? There's still a lot of season left for that to possibly come into play. There's a lot going on in the process of the Spurs finally getting over this COVID stretch that, geez, when was, do do you know the COVID time on off the top of your head? It was Jakob, you know, health and safety protocols, I should say, because, you know, that's the official um, name. Yeah, it was uh, Jakob and then Jock got it. And then there was a big gap and then the recent hit. With the Vassell and yeah, Dejounte, yeah, Dejounte, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that probably spans over the course of four weeks of the season. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm sure there's probably a team worse off because you know the Miami game got postponed because the Miami uh, players couldn't produce enough players. So that that's sort of a big reason why you even saw Joe Wieskamp and Devonte Kaycock get some time, and you know just the the general way to play in the NBA. It's a very structured level. You know, I talked about the physical level on one side. There's also the structure level to mm-hmm. it that, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, that again, layman like myself, I only barely understand. You know, if, uh, I don't know if you ever saw, uh, what was it? Kobe Bryant's, um, uh, he did something for ESPN plus where he broke down film. Like you realize how, you know, you, you, there's still a lot to learn about the game and you can't expect to, most of these players from the NCAA, you know, rookies are always rookies, right? So there's certain decisions that you just can't make in the NBA level that you just are not, you know, uh, naturally intuitive to. So there's a lot of coaching that needs to happen for these young guys as well. And it's great that they got the opportunity to play in the NBA. Uh, But, you know, the G League really is a competitive league where uh, there's value in playing major role player minutes as opposed to maybe limited minutes with the parent club. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of the silver lining in this whole pandemic that since it started years ago has been the fact that the team has been able to bring in the younger guys faster along with San Antonio, as opposed to Austin, you know, you know, Lonnie did it for quite some time when he started his NBA career. DeJounte did too. So I forget that uh, Derek as well, you know, 
the, the, the bubble season, what happened, the pandemic, this, the team needs bodies. They bring in KJ. Look at him now. The season after that, uh, pandemic is still an issue. Vassell, again, because they need body, he stays with the San Antonio club and he flourishes. This year, COVID again, they bring in Josh, Joe Wieskamp, uh, Jock as well, the rookies, and they show out that they have something potentially as their career develops. Isn't it ironic, Carl, that the pandemic actually is helping these guys get some NBA minutes? And that's across the board for all of the G League guys. There, there's a bunch of guys that, you know, if you don't follow the G League, you're wondering what they're doing playing rotation minutes if you haven't been keeping up with, you know, the health and safety protocols. Those kind of things are really, well, excuse me, my headphones went off right there. Do you still got me? <laughs> I still got you, buddy. Sorry, uh, Bluetooth died on that. But uh, yeah, you know, the the truth is, I, I think the way that the Spurs do it is unpopular with fans who grew up in the NBA 2K era where you get to play with your you know rookies whenever you want on, on the video games. And, you know, we have a lot of people who kind of think that they can run a franchise better than these people who have been doing it full time for several years. So <laughs> overall, right. I trust most teams decisions and that goes for like, you know, other sports. So I never really understand the the pushback because these are the guys that spend them, you know, eight hours a day with these people. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Spurs should get away from that mentality of relying heavily on the G League? I'm not saying ignore it. I'm not saying send, you know, uh, potential, you know, future uh, young players to the Austin Spurs. Do you think they should maybe bring it down a notch considering they are in a rebuild and need these guys to get better uh, faster on an NBA court as opposed to a GD court. Don't you love the sound of a cash machine just ringing? Well, it's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-sale person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Look, Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. That's where Shopify comes in. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources to make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and much, much more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This possibility is powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. That's full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba right now. Shopify.com slash lockdownmba. Well, you know, it's it's not like the Spurs have, with the exception, I guess, of like Luka uh, Shamanich and right. maybe Jerome Blossom game, if you go back to that. But they haven't really ever kept anybody in the G League too long. Those rosters turn over pretty quickly. I, I think sometimes you just see people who, you know, do want to say that the, you know, player that they, you know, the team drafted is ready to play in front of more established NBA players. Mm -hmm. And the difference is probably a little marginal sometimes. And, you know, the Spurs have guys that have been earning their roles. And sometimes you, you want to make sure that 
you know, everybody gets their fair shot within an organization because, you know, if you all listen to some people like <laughs> Michael Jimenez and I had this kind of debate yesterday, it's like, are you really going to give up on a 22 year old because he's doing 22 year old things? And what happens mm-hmm. when the next 22 year old is doing 22 year old things? They can't all be Zion, you know, or, or right, John right, Morant. Right. So, so, you know, you're dealing with these guys that aren't the top two prospects. And I think it's sort of a fallacy to try and say we should aim for, you know, three or four because, you know, that's sort of a, a crapshoot just as much as the top two anyhow. So, you know, establishing a winning culture is really what it's about. And the Spurs are about winning games. You know, mm-hmm. you, you ask people what the main purpose is in the NBA and it's to win games and, you know, make sure that everybody keeps their job. There's a certain thought process that, you know, the best players are going to play as according to also the design of how is the next five to seven years going to shape out if we have all of these guys still here. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, th- there's obviously trades and free agency and all the stuff that goes along with drafting. But, you know, instead of thinking about the Spurs, what is their immediate value? Think about what their long term value is as well. That, that's yeah. usually where I think development in the G League is a good thing if the player needs it. Exactly. And um, you were looking at uh, Josh Primo, uh, since he's the focus of this so- segment, you know, again, you know, nobody should be surprised to see him in an Austin uniform soon, um, as opposed to a San Antonio uniform. It's been out there now. But you look at some of the numbers, though, and he's producing on the NBA court, again, ahead of the Cavs game and the Clippers game. You know, uh, he dropped double figure scoring against the, uh, the the Knicks and the Nets on the road. Uh, you know, he's he's taking shots. He hit a very clutch shot versus uh, the uh, Nets out in Brooklyn. But at the same time, as much as the positives as we see, you know, the offensive uh, end of it, uh, defensively, he does tend to get exposed. He's still a little slight. You know, there were several players that were bullying him, playing bully ball with him. And look, that's just the league that they're just stronger and faster. All young players will tell you that. Uh, do you think that what you're seeing out of him defensively right now, uh, Carl, is what he needs to hone in with the Austin Spurs? You know, you you brought it up. You kind of hit the nail on the head while talking about what you were you were talking about. Is that defensively he is a really good defender at the G mm-hmm. level? You know, he's he's putting up more blocks uh, in the few handful of G League games than he did the entire season at Alabama, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So. You know, as a defender in the G League, he's really good at accumulating stats and going out on the wing and, you know, taking on usually the biggest wing defender the G League has to offer. And, and those are all good reps, essentially. That, mm-hmm. That's what it's kind of getting down to. He, I, In the NBA, you kind of have to earn respect with the basketball. And that's not right. saying you don't come in with handles naturally, but there's something about playing with the top 1% of 1% in that the mm-hmm. NBA is where you think that you have handles and then, you know, Patrick Beverly's just going to eat your cookies all night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right, that, right, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. the situation that you deal with where it's like, this is why they go to the G league because they're learning basically new fundamentals such as footwork and dribbling the, to protect the basketball and penetrate into tight areas. And he's shown a really great natural talent. I, I, I do enjoy watching him play a lot of basketball, but you know, I've been broadcasting with the Austin Spurs since 2016. There's something mm-hmm. about, okay, we saw what happened with DeJounte Murray. He basically spent most of that year, I think he had like 
ten game stretch where he started when Tony was out mm-hmm. in two in his right. rookie year in January, mm-hmm. and then when Tony went down with that quad injury his rookie year, he stepped into the rookie role uh, or the starting role, and um, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And that's all amazing experience for DeJounte Murray that none of these other guys really have because the Spurs haven't necessarily been making the playoffs. So, but they have all gone through that one year within uh, the the G League, and I think that that helps them, you know, tremendously mm-hmm. because you're bringing them along at the pace. With the exception mm-hmm. of Derek White, a lot of these guys would have been sophomores or juniors in the NCAA, and the only reason that sometimes these guys get drafted as underclassmen is because the talented ones go, you know, you don't necessarily let them develop into the first option guy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing about Primo too, is that at Alabama, he was um, sort of a a wing, you know, spacer. Mm -hmm. And and I do think that we need to develop his ball handling skills, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, are we going to take the ball out of DeJounte Murray's hands or Derek White's hands when they come back? So Mm -hmm. you, you sort of almost, you know, make, what make him what he was at Alabama, sort of a force mm-hmm. spacer. And I think there's something to be said about going to the G League and actually getting those reps where you're the first option that has helped the Spurs skills tremendously. We're talking with Carl Schoening. He's a producer for R&R in the morning or there at San Antonio Sports Stars. I listen to uh, those guys, including uh, Carl from 7 to 10 a.m. Central Standard and follow him on Twitter at Carl ESPN. Y'all got a YouTube page as well. So check out the SA Sports Star YouTube page and uh, check out the guys doing their thing. Um, Carl, you were, you were looking at Primo and had a chance to talk with him recently. And I asked him about, hey, you know, you're getting this NBA time in a significant amount now. But look back at your Austin uh, start. What do you have to say about that? He told me, Carl, that it helped him a lot especially being on ball that has made him feel a lot more comfortable bringing up the ball, coming off screen and making reads. What does that tell you? It, it works. You know, the, the whole point, I guess, I, I would say almost utilizing the minor league, if you will, because, you know, if this were baseball, it, it would be, OK, we just drafted this kid. He's going to be in double A until he proves that he can play in the majors. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's a multiple year process at that level. But, you know, he's he's really getting an opportunity to deal with the actual speed of the game, which is much faster. Uh, general both ways, you know, on the ball, whether he's guarding ball handlers or he's mm-hmm. the ball handler himself. It's just much more experience that not only can he get on film, he can then be coached on because, you know, these guys are professionals at this point. So it, it is their job. And, you know, coaches are constantly breaking down film and giving, you know, constructive criticism. And uh, I think that that's really why this whole thing works. It's good coaching that they're doing there at the in the Austin Spurs and the Spurs mm-hmm. were, you know, one of the first teams to invest in the the G League team. The I think the Lakers were the first ones to own their team, but the Spurs were right behind them, number two trailblazing that a path still not every NBA team has. So, you know, it's right. interesting to see that there's a little bit of a backlash when it comes to, you know, the investment in Austin. But I mm-hmm. think part of that comes down to the original perception of going all the way back to the D league when it was sort mm-hmm. of a last chance league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. the the real truth is it's in a much improved league that I think serves well for people trying to learn the game or stay in shape to get back into the game. 
Mm-hmm. And and you look look I, I I don't look at the um, the fact that he is going to be back to Austin as a bad thing. I think that's actually a good thing. Uh, my fear. Thank you. Though, <laughs> Thank you. My, we're on the same page. My, yeah, we're on the same page. My, my, but the only thing I think maybe we might differ is I hope that he's not, you know, just stapled there. You know, the rest of this season. Um, well, I don't know, maybe because this, this the the G League season is kind of a little bit of a mess right now because of the delay and, and COVID. But it's going to be back. I don't know because of the delay, Carl. You'll know this more than I do. Is it going to coincide with the ending of the regular NBA season, or is it going to still finish ahead of the NBA season concluding? Because if it's that, then okay, fine, I get it. What's that? A couple more months? Sure, Primo, go do your thing. Get the occasional call up, sit on the bench, learn, go back. But fast forward to next season, I hope it starts trickling down, or maybe he doesn't go to Austin at all in his sophomore season because I think he's going to have to get those heavy NBA minutes sooner or later. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Oh, of course, you know, sooner or later, yeah. you hope all of your draft picks turn into yeah. eventual role players when they're ready to do that. And when your roster is ready to your rotation is ready to open up those minutes for him. You know, I'm sure that he'll be more ready for it for, you know, just the work that he puts in because he seems like a, a very dedicated young man. I, I loved a comparison I saw on Twitter. He's uh, the Canadian J.R. Smith. So so I I, I think that's, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's funny when you think about it because that's a good comparison. And, and, you know, J.R. Smith's one of those guys that I wish he had gone to North Carolina instead of uh, coming straight into the NBA. And, and, you know, maybe when he's 21, which I know two, three years from now, it's, you know, I'm thinking more long term when he's 21 (laughs) and he could Mm -hmm. be, you know, a 10 year starter for the Spurs uh, starting then. You never know. uh, because he's still 21, that's when I kind of want to really see what he's got. Because 
everybody wants him to come out and be what he'll eventually be right away. But what he projects to be, maybe by the time he you know really starts to uh, physically mature, is kind of projecting to be somebody that you know I think um, somebody called it future drafting. It's why we picked him up. He would be a freshman in college right now, right. and he already has mm-hmm. a pretty good frame. So you know I, I'm just looking forward to what he really could be. As for what he could be in the you know short term future, I think his next real test is how he performs in summer league against the other first round picks that were just drafted in his class, and I could see him you know really performing well there, and that's because you know he went through the gun and uh, really focused on working on being the player that I think the Spurs want him to be long term, as opposed to maybe just throwing him out there and you know. Um, I think he really fits in, slides in well in the Bryn Forbes spot. Like, you know, right. hopefully uh, Bryn stays healthy, obviously, but in, in the in the need that, you know, somebody needs to replicate what Bryn Forbes does on the court, Primo's that kind of shooter. I, I like the way he moves without the ball. And, and, you know, that could be his first role coming into the NBA is sort of the volume shooter that gets it in a lot of ways. I look at the fact that uh you know, I like the, first of all, you know, you look at how fans react to him going back to Austin. Sure, they're you know, you know how they are, Carl. They they want him. To <laughs> I know, I know how they are. Yeah, they want how they are. And, and look, I, I think as if it's a compliment, you know, if the fan base, you know, they love him that much, they they want to see him at the AT and T Center playing, uh, and, the, and that's good. Uh, that's good mojo for the for the team. It's good mojo for him. It gives him some confidence. Um, the the, the, the franchise. Uh, should love the fact that fans, you know, see him and appreciate him, you know, ticket sales, all that good stuff. But do you think that with Primo, you know, getting these NBA minutes now, which is valuable, how how do you think that'll translate? I, I guess it kind of comes back to what we originally said, what I mentioned to you about him just wrecking shop. Do you foresee him on that path going against G League competition uh, in the near future? and just really putting it on that court because I hope he does because I really want to see him take what he learned in San Antonio and implement it in Austin uh, very, very soon. Well, of course you hope he does. And, you know, he, he shows a lot of flashes of being very promising. The one thing that I, I want to say that uh, I think we talked about it earlier, he does a really good job accumulating stats defensively. But I think the games where he maybe doesn't play as well as the box score shows are when he gets into foul trouble. And we were we were talking about his defense at the beginning, you know, just, just bigger, faster, stronger, shorter shot clock, you know, more, con, you know, um, constructed plays. But really, it's just learning how to play at that kind of pace with those kind of guys that uh, he, he can just pick up some fouls that – you know, you hope he didn't pick up. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he will sort of what you're, you know, saying in terms of just going out there and wrecking shop. But, you know, that that's part of the process too. Petar Bozic has to follow. You, you can't just trust somebody who picked up three fouls in the first quarter to stay out there in fourth. And then what, he fouls out in the second quarter or, or third quarter. You have to save him for the final five minutes. So, you know, for the point of minutes distribution, you have to pull him when he picks up certain fouls at certain points. But, um, it's funny. I think that's kind of why we have in the summer league that 10 foul out rule, 10 foul out rule. You know what I'm talking about? Cause yes, I you know, that that's one. a big, what's that? Yeah, I know that, you know, where it looks like they're just fouling left and right and they're still in the game. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, um, I, I really think that that's my, if like, if, if me, someone that, that, you know, has been watching him a lot, that's the one thing that I kind of think with his game in the Austin level is he's really out there going and getting at it, but he's getting into foul trouble. And, you know, that that's pretty much, obviously, you, you want him to stay on the court, but he does a really good job when he's out there not in foul trouble. With Carl Shonin, uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter, dude. Right now, I can't miss that smiling, smiling face. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I see you, Carl. There's some flashing that smile. Your girlfriend must really, really love it, huh? That's what hooked her, huh? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I, I thought about this. That's like from 2018. It would be like changing my Twitter face if I changed my profile <laughs> picture. To see Carl at Carl ESPN. He is the producer for RR in the morning, 7 to 10 a.m. over at San Antonio Sports Star. A few more points about Josh Primo, then we'll talk about tonight's game, Spurs Suns. What are your thoughts so far? What what have you been seeing out of him uh, in the NBA minutes? What do you like? Um, Are there any concerns that you have moving forward in his development that you really want him to work on? I know you mentioned ball handling and passing. Um, You know, what would your overall grade be, uh, all things considered? And you know, with the COVID hitting San Antonio and him being thrusted into the position that he's in right now. Cause he did tell media recently that he's trying to do his best under the situation that he's been given a lot more responsibility earlier than he thought. Yeah. You know, I imagine that the Spurs are very honest with them and say, this is our plan for you this year. And then, you know, COVID laughed and uh, had different plans. So, you know, it, it has been very valuable. Like we were talking about earlier with DeJounte Murray uh, filling in for Tony Parker various parts of the season, his rookie year. You know, these unexpected opportunities that they're professionals, they have to go out there and play to the best of their abilities. The, it's it's been good learning. It's been a good learning experience for Josh Primo. And like you were saying, it comes down to him just proving it at the G League level and then being ready if he's ever called up to, you know, get to a certain, um, you know, fill a certain role within the Spurs. Because, you know, he was kind of fill. I think he was kind of being that um, score off of the bench mm-hmm. for a while. I want to say right, there was right, a right. lineup where he was the mm-hmm. obvious uh, ball handler on the team. And, you know, those are all good things for him to watch, break down and film, go on a G League court, try to perfect. And then when he's ready for his next opportunity, he has the move down. You know, those guys really do grind in the G League, and it, it's a contagious work ethic, and there's fewer games which allow for more practices. So I think, you know, it, I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles and takes on, you know, when they finally do start up. I believe they're right. still on for tonight at Oklahoma City, and then they right. play the hustle yeah. on MLK Day in Austin. So uh, I, I do want to see how they work, but, you know, it goes down to, Devonte Kaycock, too. He was having a monster end of the uh, ter- um, showcase mm-hmm. showca- showcase cup play <laughs> um, because he he was balling, and then he comes in the NBA, and I thought he played pretty well when he got out there. And same kind of goes for Joe. The Austin Spurs were playing really well going into the Vegas, and then I thought that it was the the right move with how depleted some of these rosters were to uh, you know push the the dates back so you know everyone's going to come in focused and uh, they're going to be ready for their first couple games of the season probably what three weeks since their last time they played so you know Mm -hmm. there's um there's going to be some good opportunities for primo to show what he's learned kaycock Wieskamp, all those guys to you know show us what they learned out of their nba minutes 
Uh, yeah, you know, I, I would like to see him uh, keep the turnovers to a minimum. That's one thing that I've been noticing when I watch him play in Austin. He has a very high turnover rate. Um, so I would like to see that get cleaned up a bit. I also like to see him, you know, something I noticed again in, in the Brooklyn game uh, that I hope he gets better at is, and maybe you can correct me on this, uh, um, Carl, because, you know, you've, you definitely you cover the Austin Spurs. You, you see him more often than I do. Um, he tends to pound the ball a lot. Like the ball sticks with him. Like I like to see him move a little bit in that Brooklyn game. I I was there for that game. I was watching him and I noticed every time he got the pass, he's just dribbling and dribbling and dribbling, dribbling. Maybe they told him to create, you know, maybe that was the, 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 the call for him, but I like to see him maybe just kind of start facilitating a little bit more. And obviously, you know, the, uh, the usuals, you know, get a little bigger, you know, get adapted to the NBA uh, defense. Uh, you know, his, physically, his frame has really, really grown out since his rookie, uh, since his draft day. I mean, he looks like it's almost like night and day. I, I saw him standing uh, right next to DeJounte Murray uh, in the uh, game versus Houston recently, and he's filling out pretty fast, Carl. Huh? Do you have him on some sort of weight training program here or physical fitness program? Because you are. You do Moonlight as a physical fitness instructor. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, COVID really put a slowdown to that. Uh, you know, how many times are you going to roll the dice? But um, yeah, no, uh, the, I, I can tell you this much. That's one of the reasons they go down to Austin is to develop and fill out their frame. Because as I mentioned earlier, you're not drafting guys that were juniors or seniors. You're drafting guys that were freshmen or sophomores. And in this case, you know, he should be a freshman in college and he has a really filled out frame that that really, you know, he has big hands. He's long. He's tall. There, there's a lot to like about, you know, just his physical profile and, and really what he brings to the table. And, you know, I think that they were saying something on draft night about how his growth plates were open. So, yep. you know, I don't know what that means necessarily, but somebody threw out a theory that it could mean that he's going to end up being six, seven, six, eight. And, and you know, um, it, we're just going to have to wait and see on Primo. There's, there's something kind of crazy about the fact that we're entering the world of drafting 17 and eight year, 18 year old soon. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with Drake's league that he has with Bezos going the overtime elite, the obviously the G league Ignite have already kind of gro broke that ground. Uh, and, and there's another mm -hmm. league I'm blanking on right now, I believe. Um, um, like uh, affiliated with the league. No, no, no. I, I want to say, um, there was a, a second minor league that's trying to buy, uh, okay. like sign kids to contracts. But you know, Scoot Henderson's coming next year. He's going to be uh, a, a high school senior playing in the G League. So mm -hmm. you know, you have to kind of almost future project how these guys are going to to grow and how you can help them grow. So you know, the Primo is one of those guys, and it's very exciting to see what he could eventually become. Like I said three-year wait is or two-year at this point wait is a little while for him to turn 21 but you know you, you get excited about these guys you know but you want to see them so, so much right away primo is going to be worth the wait i think absolutely all right let's talk about tonight's contest spurs Suns. uh you know briefly you know look again just caveat everybody this is this recorded before you know the clippers and the spurs game and the Cavs spurs game so keep that in mind but nevertheless this is a team the Suns that got tested by San Antonio recently. Hopefully by now, Carl, everybody's back from the COVID um, uh, health and safety uh, protocols the NBA sets. If this team is at full strength playing at a home, do you think we might see a repeat of the last time the Suns and Spurs met and it came down to the wire? <laughs> 
Sure. You know, the, this team really does seem to be able to play with anybody and then also anybody can play with them. So I, I do think that they have the opportunity to, to create an upset tonight. And I think that that's been their MO all year or, you know, their MO all year has been to either beat the good teams or play them close. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like they get blown out too often by the good teams. And yeah, uh, you know, everything considering, hopefully you're right and everybody's healthy. I think that'll be a close game because, you know, the Spurs really do want to make up ground to the slow start that they have this, they've had this month and uh, no, no time to do it like on this homestand. Yeah, and that's what's good about the uh, Spurs as far as their schedule right now. It is a lot more at, you know, at the AT&T Center than away. And by the way, Carl, I thought the NBA wanted to do away with back-to-backs and back-to-back and back-to-back. I mean, did the Spurs just go through that recently on the road? How many back-to-back sets did they have? You know, three, four in a row, something like that? So it was, it was like good to see five. this. It was, was, it? It was five it was and like, seven nights, I think. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. That was just you know, remember the, remember the NBA recently said this, that they want to get away from that kind of scheduling, but here they are. You know, the Spurs went through the grinder during that segment of their schedule. But a good thing it's over. They got the Suns. Hopefully tonight the Spurs are just competitive. I just want them to not go out there and lay an egg. You know, Carl, I say this before uh, on Lockdown Spurs. I want to get your thoughts on this. You can pretty much tell t- if tonight the Spurs are going to win or lose based off the first quarter or the third quarter. If they come out lackadaisical, more than likely they'll lose the game heading into the second frame. Now, the big stat is the third period. This team is winless if they're trailing after the third period. They cannot seem to get over that hump. What what does that tell you about this team when you hear those kind of numbers, those kind of stats? Room for improvement, but it's also just sort of where you're at when you're working with a young team. And, and, you know, Pop has kind of mentioned it where, what was the Rockets game where he just said, you can't just run around and watch them. Uh, something along those lines. You know, he, he's kind of called them out almost in the media in a way to where it's like mm-hmm. he wants them to play a little more focused. And that's the key, playing 48 minutes. Uh, I, I understand that they do that fairly well sometimes but yeah mm-hmm. there are times where i think pop said it again another way like they don't have much room for error there, there's not not much of a margin for mistake there so th- that's the other thing if you sort of spot any team a run or two that's mm-hmm. the game it, there, there's not much uh you know i guess consistency in terms mm-hmm. of getting the you know making sure that they're well they, they actually are almost always in every game they play and, and that's the you know, almost an enjoyable thing about the this season is they're playing a lot of good games despite their record. Yeah, I, again, the one you, you know, into, that must have been yeah. a fun one, by the way. <laughs> oh, it, that that was fun, and that was the the of all the games in New York City, Brooklyn, or the Nets. That's the one I decided to not go as media. That I just wanted to go and watch, just to enjoy, to relax, and get ah, you know, because I was going in thinking the worst that the Spurs were going to get, you know, curb stomped against Brooklyn. But I'm um, there sitting in the seat watching, like. Oh, this would have been a good game to to uh, go and sit on media row, and then I go to the the, the Spurs Knicks game, and that's the one where well the outcome wasn't as great. So bad choice by my by me, Carl. And no, no, that was um no, you know it is what it is. I I would rather enjoy it as a uh, fan. You know that was a yeah. uh, that 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 was a crazy game that went into overtime, but. 
yeah, you know, the going going back to it, I guess, real quick, the, that's just the Spurs right now. You, it really is 50-50 on whether they're going to to win or not because their point differentials near even. So mm-hmm. that that's that's something kind of impressive uh, despite their record. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the Spurs get that W tonight in San Antonio against the Suns. Boy, they can they use it. You know, they're still technically in the thick of things for that play-in spot. And just simply get some confidence, get get some good mojo going as the season continues. And a good win over a quality NBA team would do that tonight in San Antonio Spurs Suns. Carl, we've been talking about uh, the uh, star, San Antonio Sports Star. What is going on over there in your neck of the woods? Tell us all, everything we need to know about what's on tap for listeners that tune in to 1250 a.m. Well, you, you know, four to seven, we just picked up Joe Reinagle, who was at Kins Five for 25 years, I think it was. He's yeah, he's a legend yeah. in this industry. If you've worked 25 straight years at any business, you're a legend at that business. It's uh, yeah. it, it's really exciting to have him come over to the radio side and join Jason Minix. And then obviously Michael Jimenez, he's uh, the host of Halftime, noon to two. And uh, we all rotate in there. I think it's Rob on Mondays, Jason on Tuesdays, Rudy J on Wednesdays. I'm there Thursday and James Pleasure is there Friday. And um, it's really fun to listen to halftime during your lunch break. And then I'm on with Rudy, Jay, and uh, Rob Thompson every morning from 7 to 10. I produce. I give out headlines, uh, make sure that everyone stays informed with maybe sort of the the subtle topics that aren't front of mind for Rob and Rudy. And they're usually Mm -hmm. a good time, uh, sometimes off-the-wall topics. We we do a lot of TMZ on that one. It's actually fun whenever they have a (laughs) worthwhile story. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I recommend you tune in. Follow us on our socials at SA Sports Star on uh, Twitter. We'll tweet out all of the links to the YouTube and the Facebook. So you can like us on Facebook. That's probably where you get everything. And uh, yeah, you know, looking forward to uh, just this fun venture because this station started up in July as the rebrand is San Antonio Sports Star. So uh, mm-hmm. we're all day sports talk local Absolutely. here in San Antonio. And uh, we'd love if y'all tuned in. Follow Carl on social media and on Twitter at Carl ESPN. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, the list goes on and on. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Spurs Suns tonight. So might as well go check out Lockdown Suns. See what's going on on enemy territory. See what they're thinking about tonight's game. So, uh, Carl, we got to do this more often. Sorry for the long gap there. But, yeah, COVID and all that good stuff and your transition into the star, you know, puts puts things on the back burner for a bit but glad you're back on locked on spurs the og of ogs of locked on spurs uh so carl i appreciate it so for carl shoning i am jeff garcia we're putting a lock on this episode of locked on spurs